Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, Saturday evening show at 7 p.m. So come out and join me. Pull up a chair, sit on a sofa, grab your tea, your coffee, or your favorite beverage, and let's get this show started. gentlemen this is the truckers podcast i'm your host doug from london ontario canada i hope so far everybody is having a good weekend so let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers our frontline workers our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Thank you for joining me this evening. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Um, I did a um, show um, earlier this morning. And uh, just a little recap on that. It uh, had to do with um, the possible vaccines that are coming available for the world. And, um, you know, basically here in Canada, um, when would we be seeing our vaccines available? You know, because we don't make them here, it's like that. Yeah, hey, hey, how you doing? Thank you for joining me. You know, so the show this morning, you know, it was kind of short and sweet. Um, I was helping my, uh, oldest brother do some home renovations and um here in my little studio in in, in my room um he, you know running up and down the stairs and banging and clanging and, and everything you know um this microphone it's going to pick up everything so i didn't want to have the show go on a long time because then you know, that all be in the background noise and, you know, I didn't want anything like that. So I think, I think the show went for like, you know, 28 minutes before all chaotic 
stuff started to happen. But I did talk a little bit about, you know, about uh, how, you know, with the vaccine being um, coming eventually, and that, um, you know, just think about the logistics of this on how um, it's going to play out. So if uh, you can still go back and 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 um, listen to that episode from this morning, um, if you're a first time listener uh, on my show, um, this is my hundred and twelfth um, podcast with o- with over um, thirty five hundred downloads. Uh, this. Uh, I guess at the end of December, it'll be one year for me to be out here doing a podcast, which um, I'm not slowing down anytime soon, that I will always be out here. And um, that uh, I can, you know, thanks, you know, to the listeners and followers and guests on my program and taking your time out of your your time and, and joining me here. So, you know, when I start my show, you know, I get those thank yous out there to the workers out there, our frontline workers. You know, and, and of course, in, in including my guests and my followers and my listeners as well. So one particular frontline job that at some point in time in our lives we will need, and that is a paramedic. At some point in our lives, we will have to be rushed to the hospital by ambulance. And the dedication of these men and women who go out every day to save a life. Now with this pandemic going on, these frontline workers sound the alarm on burnout as they battle the pandemic's second wave. This is a story of this paramedic here in Ontario, Canada. His name will not be mentioned because it is not mentioned in there. He has asked for this report not to have his name mentioned because he was afraid you know, he might get in trouble. But he shouldn't get in trouble anyways, because you know what? I would have been more unhappy to say who I am. Yeah, this is me telling this story. And I wouldn't be afraid of any repercussions. Because there shouldn't be any. 
So you remember, you remember back in 2003, right? When the, when we had the SARS outbreak, never turned into a pandemic. Thank God for that. So he, he worked through the SARS outbreak in 2003, battling exhaustion and overtime on top of 12 hour shifts, hoping to save lives. He is a, a veteran Toronto paramedic saying that was nothing compared to the call of volumes he and his co-workers are seeing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now he says those who answer the calls for help need help themselves. You know, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're a police officer, you're a PSW, you're a paramedic, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, fire department, all these people on the front lines, we just think they're always gonna be there for us. They're superhuman. When they're in fact they're not, they're just human beings like the rest of us. And at some point in our life, we are gonna we are gonna face burnout. And this is what's happening. I mean, paramedics already when they take someone to the hospital. If the emergency department is really busy, these paramedics stay with these patients. Unless it's a heart attack, they're rushing in, they're gonna be taken by the doctors already, but other sick patients that they bring in, they stay with these patients until they have been examined by the nurses and the doctors, and they're gonna be admitted. And they then they can relieve the paramedic. You know, these, these, these men and women, it's not like they drive up to the hospital, wheel you out the back door, in through the double door, say, oh, we got a patient for you, jump back in the ambulance and leave. That's not how it works. They don't go around scraping people off the highways and take them to the hospital and drive away. It's not how it works. So mentally, physiologically, emotionally, he's saying that he's he's definitely burnt out. But he also realizes he can't stop to rest. Not when daily case counts of COVID-19 have spiked to the point that the province has put this, the city under a lockdown that will last at least 28 days, and that is the city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Along with the Peel regions of the city of Mississauga, Brampton, and the Celadon area.
He says, I know I also have a duty to respond. He goes on to say that I have seen paramedics doing calls at the end of their shift and their hands are trembling and I don't know if that's hunger, exhaustion or what he said, but they're still out there doing the calls because they know the citizens need them. And it's just not over the COVID cases neither, ladies and gentlemen. It is for people who need an ambulance because it's an emergency. Car crash, fire victims, heart attack victims, stroke victims. With all this COVID going on, these paramedics are right in the mix of it. All over the world, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. He goes on to say that the system is in dire straits right now. Well, I'm not a paramedic. I'm a citizen of the city of London, Ontario, Canada. And like I said, paramedics who take people to the hospital for whatever the case may be, you know, unless it's an emergency, like heart attack, stroke, and they, and they take the patients right to the, like, since they get to the hospital, the doctors take them immediately. Because you know people who have heart attacks and strokes are going to get the treatment before anybody else. But the ones who are ill, the, these paramedics have to stay with them. And they always have. Because the emergency departments get overloaded for whatever reason. And now more so with this pandemic. This individual, um, there's another individual here who heads up the unit um, that represents Toronto paramedics as part of, of the union. Um, he was, he was speaking at from an, an ambulance bay uh, in Scarborough, Ontario, as an emergency vehicle pulled in after a call. Five minutes later, it sped out again. How quick was that? The system is in really dire straits right now, he said. We're running on overtime daily and sometimes and something has to give. Paramedics are used to going above and beyond 
but work at its current pace isn't sustainable. And many, he said, are reaching a breaking point. You know, sometimes I wonder what the hell do I got to complain about? I bitch and complain of what's going on right now with this pandemic and, and, and stuff like that and get uptight about it. And then when you stop to think about it, When it comes to not just, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, of the doctors and nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire department, what about the PSWs? The men and women that wear the uniform in the healthcare profession. Maybe you know somebody. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a family member that's working in the healthcare professional profession during this trying times of this pandemic. And this person who is part of the of the union for these paramedics he says they're calling me all the time some in actual tears because they just can't keep up the pace and are needing relief I can't imagine ladies and gentlemen that these men and women are going through I wouldn't even pretend to try to imagine You know, it's time, I think, that we really need to give these men and women a break. And by saying that, it's following the rules out there that's been mandated on us, right? This is a public transmission of this disease. And we have to do our part, all of us. You get all the people out there who are the anti-maskers and the people that think this is a hoax and they're bitching and moaning all day. And they don't stop to think about anybody else because they just give a shit about themselves. And I look at these people and I just think that you are just absolutely pathetic. You know, children follow rules better than adults do. How pathetic is that? You know, have you ever been out to the, to, to the, uh, to, to your local grocery store or you've been out to your drug store or you've been out to the big box stores 
You know how they have these little arrows on the floor and which direction you're supposed to be going? But some people, they just they just don't get that somehow. They got to go up the aisle the wrong way. The arrows point in the opposite direction. You know, if, if you put a piece of cheese at an end of an at the end of an of a maze, a mouse will follow and, and get there. But some people are just so bloody stupid that they can't follow those simple markings on the floor. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I went shopping last Monday because I was was not going to go anywhere near a mall. And I had no plans of going anywhere near a mall this weekend because I did have other plans. If I didn't have other plans, I wasn't going to do it anyway. And I'm not doing it this Monday. I'm going to wait till the following Monday. And just finish off the Christmas the uh, Christmas shopping for the grandkids. And that'll be it for shopping for Christmas. So You know, they go on here and they talk about repeated deep cleaning between calls in the safe zoning and removal of personal protective equipment and other layers to to the already heavy workload. Another paramedic speaking on the CBC's Metro Morning on condition of a of a anatomy because of concerns of reprisal of reprisals they shouldn't even have to be concerned about reprisals if they're speaking out about how they're dealing with this and how they're dealing with this and they're getting burnt out so why would they even feel that there would be reprisals you know from from the Thames Valley ambulance services or the Toronto Ambulance Services, or wherever they drive an ambulance from, they're gonna feel reprisals. If I even heard of a manager uh, reprimanding anybody like that, I would lose my shit. You know, it's pretty, pretty, Bad that you know you gotta hide your identity because you feel you're gonna get in shit for speaking out. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. They go on to say, add it every day that I'm not at work. I check my phone and there will be an overtime call out for every single shift 
sometimes up to a week in advance. So you know even a week in advance, these paramedics are going to be working overtime. And they're going to go, shit, when am I going to get my time? Ontario Nurses Association also concerned. Another frontline workers are also feeling the pressure. The Ontario Nurses Association, the president is hearing from her members about burnout. And how is that okay? Now, I've said from time to time on my podcast before, you know, the pressures that we put on the nurses and the doctors in the emergency rooms, especially over flu season. Never mind the pandemic. Just put the pandemic away for a moment that there isn't a pandemic, but this is just a flu season. And the emergency departments are overrun with the flu because why? Oh, you didn't get a flu shot? Ah, just go to the hospital. The doctors will take care of me. It's fine. No, I don't think so. You know, thinking about the pressures, it, it was, what was that... Uh, people are, are putting on uh, on the doctors and nurses in the hospitals right now. I'll tell you something right now, ladies and gentlemen, the city of London that I live in here in Canada, we have the University of Western Ontario Hospital, which probably has the best cardio hospital in the entire world. They have a outbreak of COVID at a epic level. That is outrageous. That should never happen. It should not happen in the hospitals. So somehow this community spread of this virus, somebody gets it, they don't know right away, they go to work and they spread it. I mean, you can't even put this off as, oh, I'm just, you know, uh, you know, I think it's just a cold, you know, I'm a little achy, I think it's just a cold. No. When you're working in a hospital, you take all precautions that you can. I don't care if you have a runny nose, you don't go to work. This should never have happened in the hospital. No more visitors, no more patients are going to that hospital. They have to be transported to another hospital here in the city of London where I live. until they get that problem under control. You know, we put all these pressures on, on, on our nurses and our doctors. 
every single year, every single day. You know, despite the pandemic, never mind the pandemic. You know, nurses are telling this individual, I just don't know how long I can keep this up. Burnout therapist explains often presents itself as a mental and physical exhaustion. But detachment is also a symptom. So you're starting to become detached from what is going on around you and in your workplace. We can't afford these frontline workers to be detached from their work. But that's one of the most common signs of burnout. This is the founder of an organization called the Toronto Wellness Counseling. I mean, who do we think these people are? Who do you think these doctors and nurses are? These paramedics, the police and the fire departments, who do we think we are that they are? Do you think they're superheroes? They're immune to any of this stuff that's going on. Oh, those people don't get sick. Oh, no, they can't get sick. Oh, no, they can't get burnt out neither. We're talking about human beings, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings. Not superheroes. It's been well researched that people are less effective. There's low product productivity because they are just too spent. They are, are so exhausted they can't. And, and they don't have the resources to show up at work and be their best selves. You know, some people run around and say they're all raggedy and tired and all this stuff. Oh, I got a million errands I gotta run. Got to get the kids from school, got to get into their games, got to do this, got to do that. Got to cook dinner when they get home, got to clean the house while the husband just sits on his ass and does nothing. People can get burnt out from that shit. The union representing the Toronto paramedics is calling for part-time staff to be made full-time to keep, to help keep the ease of some of the pressure. 
I guess it's in the time of need. But they need the part-time to step up to be full-time. Because just think how long this is going to go on for, ladies and gentlemen, with this pandemic. Yes, there may be the virus, the 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 uh, the vaccines coming, but how long do you think that is going to take to get everybody vaccinated? One country at a time. Just look at the United States. How long do you think it's going to take to vaccinate everybody in the United States of America and for those who want the vaccine? It's not going to take a week. It's not going to take two weeks. It's going to take months on end. And we're still going to have transmissions of this virus. You know, this week, the the uh, Toronto Council adopted an amendment requesting that the city's chief uh, people's officer in chief of the Toronto Paramedic Services in collaboration with the consultation with the with the union that they address staff fatigue and mental health among frontline paramedics they're expected to report back in february of next year and not just paramedics ladies and gentlemen all the frontline workers out there in the healthcare While they wait, there are several things that she would tell the frontline workers to do. So, you know, put down your phones, put down your social media and do a 10 minute mediation. Watch one less episode of Netflix and go for a walk outside. Because you just want to just just want to cool off you just want to vent you know some quiet time just some time to think about yourself because when you're on your cell phone you're on social media they may be on there for 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 whatever reason Maybe catch up on gossip or whatever, what you like to do on social media. I don't know. Maybe debate your frustrations. But sometimes in our lives, we need me time, right? Forget about everybody else. Forget about the phones. Forget about the media. Forget about Netflix. Forget about your whatever programs you're watching on TV. You take that me time. 
sleep, she says is vital. And the frontline workers are not sleeping well, she recommends connecting with a doctor. Well, absolutely. You got all of this stress. and anxiety. Mental health is vital. Mental health is vital without this pandemic going on. So yeah, it is advisable that you seek a doctor. I think it's also incumbent on us as a community and as a collective to really show up for these frontline workers, putting their lives and their families at risk to protect us. Protecting people is something that the paramedics do and he wants to continue doing, but he doesn't know how much longer he can do it. These vaccines coming isn't going to save them, ladies and gentlemen. Just think of the logistics. The logistics on an epic level never seen before. To get these vaccines around all over the world. And as people are getting vaccinated, this virus is still going to be raging on. And our paramedics, our doctors, our nurses, are going to be there. But for, for some, how much longer? Being able to do the job well and properly needs to be a priority as well. And we're getting to a point where we're not able to do that. This is from a paramedic here in Southern Ontario, Canada, Toronto. So at any given time and chance that you have when you're out doing whatever you're doing, if you get the opportunity to say thank you to a paramedic, say thank you. To a police officer, a fireman, PSWs, support workers, thank them. Because at some point in time, you may need one. We all will. They're not magic people, ladies and gentlemen. They're not genies in the bottle. 
Thank you for entering the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Just out here talking about our paramedics and the reality that they're facing on the jobs. And one word to sum it up is burnout. Do not take these people for granted. Whatever health field that they work in, don't take them for granted. Think about them. Think about them, what they are doing right now. In, in in all the health care workers out there. But they they are putting their lives on the line every single day. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. When I hear stories like this, and I say to myself, has there ever been a point in time in my life where I felt burnt out? You know, to the extent that it is it is affecting me mentally and physically. And I can't, I, I can't, I can't think of a time because I, I haven't been in a position where I, I've, I've worked, you know, these sensitive positions. Yeah, I can say I come home tired from work, working a lot, a lot of stuff going on, running around. You also have to stop to think, you know, what these people see when they go to an automobile accident, car and pedestrian accident. fire victims on top of everything else. When you get a chance, say thank you. That goes a long ways, ladies and gentlemen. To even them hear that from somebody. Would go a long way because 
if someone thanks you for doing something, it makes you feel better, right? To a degree. That, hey, I've been recognized. They appreciate me. So, you know, take a moment when you, when you have a moment and, and, and reflect on yourself. And then we have our healthcare workers. And see where you fit in. So, but for now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get those thank yous out there to all of our workers, our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. I thank you ladies and gentlemen, my guests, my listeners, my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. And without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we will rock out the rest of the show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and I will be back out tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Take care, everybody.